brothers of legacy. We don't stand out. We stand up. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, again, like I said, today we are talking about... Hey, Kathy, good morning, good morning. Hey, Mama McCory, good morning. Greetings, greetings. Again, like I said, today we're talking about do men struggle with being emotionally available. Um, and we're, we're discussing as far as, you know, in our relationships, um, are we trying to be, you know, uh, Superman? <laughs> or are we... Are we listening to the heart of those that are speaking to us um, and and understanding where they're coming from? Uh, so that is our topic today. Again, make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Um, let everybody know that the brothers are in the building as we go through this. So just keeping it 100. Um, if it's just me today, you might see this topic again because I want to get some other brothers um in this space you know to talk about this as well um so what's you know what's emotional availability and what how do i kind of describe it as, or i would kind of define it in this space um to me being emotionally available you know is just having the listening ear to hear the heart of someone and respond accordingly um and what i mean by accordingly is to kind of like if if you know whatever when they come to you it's the response that they want as far as it may not always be favorable but it's at least based on the lines of how the conversation is going so either they're going to want help you know a solution in this particular space or just a listening ear um and sometimes just that listening ear to hear the heart of of what they're saying is one of the the what i consider being emotionally available you know being there to to listen to your spouse a friend um and all those in between (laughs) even your children um to be there to to comfort or console um and and really understand what someone is going through and you know certain instances are like are easier and why i do the quotation mark is you know like if it's death uh birth you know the 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 big event kind of things there's always something to pull from to be available it becomes challenging if if it's something that you have dealt with or deal with as a man and you don't consider it that important you know um that's some of the challenges of being available uh because sometimes people struggle with things differently or or face certain challenges differently than others and and that's the part of being really available what up okay good moral <laughs> What up, brother? Thank you for rocking. Um, so yeah, so some of the the keys of of being emotionally available uh, uh, starts with having a, a empathy or understanding what someone is dealing with or going through. You know, uh, Pastor and I have talked before 
in previous broadcasts about even with your kids, right? Um, certain things that happen can crush their world basically because, you know, they're young and this is the first time experiencing something so big. Good morning, Deborah. Happy Monday to you as well. Um, something so huge that it changes things. Good morning, Kita. Good morning. Um, happens, you know, so big for them, it changes their world. Whereas for you, you know, you might have been through it several times. And at this point, it's, it's, it's considered, you know, par for the course. This is just part of life. But in the moment that your child needs you, you can't brush it off. Because for them, this thing is big. This is their first time. Especially, let's just say heartbreak. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, you, you, they had their heart crushed. And if my son comes to me with my with his heart crushed, I can't just be like, it'd be all right, son. You'll get through it. <laughs> you know, for him, just the first time, like, this thing I had trust right here that I've been holding on to. And it's been mine. And this person comes to my world and I take it. I say, here. Here's my heart. Here's all my issues and my thoughts and stuff I've kind of been keeping to myself that I've half shared to my parents, half shared to my sister. I'm giving it to you all. And this person does something, cheats, leaves, just don't want to be bothered, and just, boom, crushes all of who I am. Um, and... In my first experience, I'm like devastated. I'm done. No more relationships. I'm never doing that ever, ever again. You know, and we all know that's not a good thing because other relationships will come along. The right person will come along. Um, and to really have a healthy relationships, you have to be willing to <laughs> take that whole trust and all that again and share it. Um, so those are the moments, you know, that we have to be the most empathetic. We have to know that we have to see the person from where they are and who they are and how, you know, one, this is their first time. Um, two, their, their, their reactions to things are different. You know, all those things, all those factors and have and be emotionally available, especially as a man um, to, to, to try to sit through it and and be compassionate you know have to be have to be to the point they're open to talk to you right exactly exactly um and have the conversation you know and ease through it you know because they they you're right uh rollins they may not be ready to have the conversation you know they just <laughs> have the sad face and they're struggling and they i don't want to eat i don't want to breathe i don't i don't want to get up out of bed you know and, and, and you know we'll we're like oh man you know I, I get it they crushed you know but we have to be like kind of like empathetic sympathetic and just being able to push them out of that space gently you know um, like I get it you know but you can't let this stop your life I get it you're hurt you, you feel broken you feel like your world is just ended that was your soulmate <laughs> you know <laughs> you know and you're only 17 you know like but you gotta you can't let this stop you from becoming who you are you know and and as a relationship you're like you see me and mom we're good you know you can find somebody great it's just it takes time it is a risk love is a risk but 
You have to be willing to, you know, get back on the horse and all those, all those advice, all that advice we can give and, and just listen, you know, and hug and listen. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, but we can't just blow it off, you know, in those instances. So I, I think, especially as a man, um, having the ability to slow down and just process and listen, um, even with, uh, you know, your, your friends you know, listening to them in their issues and situations. And like I said, sometimes, as and just coming from a male perspective, you know, when you've been through certain things and, or, or not even been through, but your personality, like for me, like stuff don't really stick to me like that, especially if it comes from outside the house. You know, just, it don't really stick to me like that. You know, the only people that can say little that sticks is my wife and my kids. You know, outside of that, I you know, you might you might shake me a little, but I'm I can I can pretty much brush it off and not really focus on it a whole lot, a whole lot, you know. Um, but when it deals with when you know when you're dealing with your friends and things of that nature, and they don't or they're they're dealing with something that you know, if it was you, you're like why are you letting this thing stick to you like you know like. Because in your, per, you know, for my personality, I'm like, I had to let that thing slide right off. I'm like, Teflon. But for them, because of who they are, you know, they, they're they all in with every relationship. You know, their heart is like all the way out there from the first, from the get up. Like, I meet you, you're cool, my heart's all the way out there. <laughs> so, you know, and, and not saying there's something wrong with it. Because it's, I, I applaud folks that just kind of jump in. Take the risk. It is what it is. Right? Consider the source of where it's coming from. Right? That's huge. But um, most available doesn't mean you're going to respond like I envision in my head. Oh, are men really not available or do they just respond like men from a different perspective? I think that's a big one too. Um, I tell my son, this too shall pass. Just pick yourself up. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. You know. But I think also, Kenny, and I'm going to get back to Sam's um, response, um, the, the pick yourself up, you know, and, and let's keep moving is great, but we still got to be there if, you know, for the, what do they call it, the, the residue <laughs> of hurt that may be sitting, you know, because what we don't want personally, like if you think about it, is you don't want your, your children... <clears throat> Getting through it or getting past it, but carrying um, either hate or carrying something that's going to damage their next relationship. You know, you want to make sure they're whole again, if, if that makes sense. You know, like they learn, but they're at least still whole. You know, like I'm still willing to, to take a chance in a relationship. I'm still willing to, to love somebody the same way I love someone else. You know, there might be those little things that you watch for, you know, like you may even, you might even known the girl or known the boy and just like, you know, like, remember the thing I told you about when, when they did this, this is what I saw, you know, just little tidbits of, of obvious things. Of course, as an adult, you like, you don't, you don't see that. I know <laughs> you're so young. You don't see, you don't see what I see, um, <laughs> but not to carry things that is going to hinder or they want the person to be 
before they share. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I think those things we have to watch for as well. We we get through it, the tears you know dry up, but what does it look like on the other side? True, because it said hurt people hurt people, right? Also don't bleed over the next person, right? Who didn't cut you. And that's the main thing. Like they'll get through it. <laughs> but I don't want them to get through it so fast that they like they carry something that you know, boom, boom, boom. This is what never gonna happen to me again, you know. And then they never really get into another relationship because they've stacked up all these requirements before they share. You know, it's cool to to, to have the um, to have the intuition, you know, uh, to see certain things. But it's another thing to to have such a stack of stuff in front of me. Like, eh, uh, you not you don't stack up. I can't see you. Um, all right. And and so Sam was saying, is it really not emotion availability or are men just kind of responding the way men respond? Different perspective. That is true. Um, but I think as a man, um, we have to try to see it from another perspective, you know, because um, that goes to kind of like um, certain situations, you know that things just roll over me you know you just want to you want you it sticks to you so i have to understand what you're how you're dealing with this thing um in order to help maybe advise you or be there you know because you know like if the question comes up of course like if this happened to you how would you handle it then i could be like boom for me it wouldn't stick because this is my mindset this is this is where I categorize a lot of my relationships, you know, until I let them into a certain space, maybe. Um, and then just processing and not letting sit on you. Though. It's like, don't let it sit on you because it hinders you. It ruins any other opportunities for other relationships, you know, because there's people that have been burned in business relationships. And let's get specific. Some people have been burned with, with other black people, <laughs> you know, and if, if it's happened like three times. They're done. And granted, if it's been consecutively, like every black person I try to get in business with, I get burned. I get burned. I get burned. There, come, there could come a time that you're just like, you know what? I'm done with dealing with black businesses. I'm done with dealing with black people. This always happens. Right? And, and it gets categorized. Um, and we all know that as black people that that's not necessarily true. Either it's where you're picking people. It could be a whole kind of situation. You keep going to the same places to find your, your partners, you know, or your connections um, and not vetting them properly. You know, go to somebody that you trust. And if that person knows this person, they can properly tell you how this person moves or operates. Um, so I, I, I think having that that different perspective, but being with like, and I, I prayerfully I'm using the word correctly, like empathy, understanding how they're feeling or walking in their shoes to see it from their point of view um, is definitely necessary because if we are not um, if we're not understanding of what someone else is going through it's hard to really advise them about how how to approach something or how to deal with something else you know because like I said each one of us has a certain layer of tough skin when it comes to certain things, you know, some people like when it comes to money, super sensitive, you know, they may be giving, um, 
because and they might have had great um, results in the past, which makes them super givers. <laughs> you know, like oh yeah, boom. Communities I've been in, I give, you give back. You know, this boom, boom, boom. And then when it goes bad, it's like, wait a minute. I'm not used to this. I don't know how to handle this. You know, and for me, it's like, I've been burned a lot. <laughs> so, you know, but it's got to give, got to give that empathy um, combined with your perspective and being sensitive to the listener. Because uh, we can't can't go in with a jackhammer to try to change things a lot of times sometimes it's a it's a chisel approach you know especially with your kids it's a chisel approach because you come in too hot like you should have known this why'd you be so dumb how you fall for this i see this but one your children have just experienced relationships two <laughs> you've been alive a lot longer and three there may be they're a lot sensitive a lot more sensitive than you are um, so we have to be mindful and, and like I said, so being emotionally available is just having an open ear and being able to hear the heart of the person you're dealing with, hear the heart of what the other person is going through. And, you know, for me, I, it, I'm still working on it. <laughs> I get it wrong a lot, um, but it's, it's sometimes it's, it's circling back and, and, and trying to make it right. Um, because for me, I'm not like, I'm not I'm like quick, quick on my feet when it comes to certain things. Um, and I process it and I, I do like, you ever like something happens and you do a mental review of how could a situation have gone differently or better. And then you assess and you're like, oh, this is the way I should have approached it. This is what I said. This is what I should have done. Um, so for me, to, <laughs> I'm a circle backer. <laughs> you know, like, you know, if, if possible, because sometimes you lose an opportunity. Um, but I, I, I try to circle back if I miss something, especially if it's if it's in the house, your kids, your spouse, friends, those that have you have numbers that haven't blocked you yet. You know, you have to take the opportunity to to fess up and mess up and, and take it back. Okini says. Never had that figure to say, son, do it this way or that way. Wasn't until my wife advised me that I shouldn't come in hot, right? <laughs> right. Or you'll lose your kids' trust. Right. You won't come in hot because then I want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm, my conversation changes on top of the fact that they will never come to you. Right. They'll never come to you. They'll never come to you. I remember Pastor said that. And I had to realize that. Like, um, even with our own, you know, just some things trying to get them to, to talk about and, and say. Um, and I realize when it comes to certain situations, if I come in too hot, and I've come in hot on certain things, and I've had to rebuild and open up the conversation again. If you come in too hot, then who, you know? Because even as, even as an adult, if I'm at a job and, and one little thing goes wrong, and I'm like, I need to see, try to mitigate any other loss, and I go to my boss about it, and he blow up. I'm never, I'm going to just try to fix it myself. <laughs> like, I'm going to try to figure it out, fix it, and, and honestly, keeping it 100, I probably going to just make it worse. But I'd rather just be bad, and then when you come in hot, it's more justified. Okini says, so with this, I altered my thoughts and approach, plus address, dress it according to age range, right? I can't talk to my 14-year-old like I would my 10-year-old. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And then, 
Um, <clears throat> knowing, knowing like the maturity level of your children, knowing where they're at, um, is is always key. And and, and keeping it real, like maturity level is is it's hard to tell sometimes because you know you don't really know how much your kids have been exposed to. Like we we try to do our best job to kind of limit how much stuff my, our kids are exposed to, but keeping one hundred. You know, there are moments, you know, if they're on TV, you know, online for looking for something, never know what exposure they're going to get. Or they go visit somebody, you know, some of the households let their children give a lot more freedom, you know, so we don't know what. And, and keeping 100, we've all been 14 <laughs> and, and exposed to stuff that we definitely should not have been exposed to at 14, you know. So knowing all those factors, like it's. You try to judge where your maturity level of your kids are, but yeah, definitely um, handling them uh, in the, in a manner that can help them and not hinder them. Um, and you, you know, if anything, I can never impress as a as a parent to, to parent the other people that are parents out there. Um, you know, you want to definitely keep the lines of communication open, and that's that's just a given. You definitely want to keep the lines of communication open. Because, you know, losing that is, is I can imagine, like, the hardest thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful that, we you know, we still have, you know, our kids that are still at that in-the-house stage and we're still talking and stuff like that. Um, I never want to lose them, you know. And, and I'd rather um, come in colder than I should as far as a situation like, all right, we're going to work through this. It's going to be all right. Then coming in hot, <laughs> you know, like where I, I'm justified for blowing my top. But, you know, to me, like we're big on them coming to us. Tell the truth, you know, because like the kids do. You know, something happened. Who did this? I ain't do it. And we're always like, so where's the third kid in this house <laughs> that's, that's doing stuff? You know, because that's more aggravating than anything. Because sometimes... If we could figure out what happened, getting to the solution would be easier. You know, like, okay, so this broke, but this broke here. There's a bigger break somewhere else that they know about. But because they don't want to admit that they did it, they're not going to tell us the pipe is really busted all the way there. You know, and then we could save a lot of headache and heartache. Right? <laughs> right? That boogeyman that's been under the bed is wreaking havoc in the house. Right? The ghost. <laughs> so, oh, it's it's definitely um, big that we are as men being emotionally available, and and so you know, I I I have this conversation because I want you guys to kind of just 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 to just to be available because I know life is hard and you get home you're tired, um, but have that listening ear. You know, especially, you know, for everybody, because that may be the moment that your child is on the breaking point. And I'm not saying like suicide, but just going through something and just needs that listening ear for you just to say in your tired voice, like, I hear you. It's going to be OK. I'm here, you know, and, and you know, however long it takes to have the conversation, um, you know, your child may be like at a thousand. Like, if I don't talk to somebody, I'm going to retaliate. <laughs> you know, like, 
I'm going to do something dumb that's going to ruin the rest of my life. Um, so it's, it's having that listening and being able to be available. Um, and like I said, not just there, but be there emotionally. Um, and, and, and do your best to, to not try to fix it, but to try to listen, you know. And if, it, if that silent point where it's like, so you want a solution, that's when you offer it. Because sometimes people don't want a solution. You know, we know the dumb stuff we do. We know the decisions we make. I know what needs to be done. I just need a little comfort in my in my stupidity right now. <laughs> you know, I just, just need a little comfort. I just need you to tell me it's going to be all right. And yes, I know. I know what I need to do next time. I know. But just give me the grace to tell you what I did. Um, and And... Let me just get it out so I can feel better. You know? Um, so we just got to be there. I think as, as men, as, a, as the patriarchs of our family, as we're leaders and we're leading and we're praying and we're being there, that, you know, it's not, it's like this the next level, right? The first level, you know, for a lot of black men in their household was like, I'm going to be there in the house. I'm there. You know, they might have grown up without their dad, but I'm going to be there. <laughs> Okina said, my oldest came to me one day. I said, I said, not now. Oh, man. He turned and, and dejected, and I went on. My wife said, this is what I keep telling you. So I stopped what I was doing and spoke with him. Situation at school that hurt him. Spoke, and we handled it. Yes. Good job, man. Because it, it, yeah. Trust me, I know. Life happens. I'm tired. I've already had other people's problems all day. I just want to come home in my safe space and relax. But, <laughs> you know, your team, your number one team needs you. This is, this is your team. You know, this is your ministry. This is your church. <laughs> they need you. You know, they need your attention. They need your love. They need your availability. They just need you to listen. Listen, listen, listen. And then respond accordingly. Um... And we don't want to we don't want to miss those moments. We don't want to miss them because sometimes you can't circle back. Sometimes it's 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 a almost life and death of your relationship, um, and can cause a rift, make things harder. You know, and now it takes more work to fix than it is just to actively listen. Um, so today I just kind of want to challenge you guys: any rifts in any relationships that you have. Um, Try to try to mend them. Um, those that are that are continuing on, uh, team read right, right, <laughs> right. Very true. Team read, and that that's how you kind of got to look at it because I think the hardest thing that happens is you know, and my wife said this. You know, I'm out saving the world, and everybody says, "Aunt, he's just dope. He is the bomb. He just oh, he just nailed it. He's he the man. He the man. He the man." You know, and I come home <laughs> and I ain't the man at the house because and, and not in the sense of not handling business, but, you know, they're not getting that same energy. You know, I'm giving everybody else all this. Boom. I got you. I got you. Just thousand percent. Bam. Handling, fixing, changing, moving, selling, creating. But when it comes to the house, you know, they get the leftovers. They get what's left of me. Um, and that's that's kind of like my next level of of change and challenge. Just 
not to give them the leftovers. What up, Richard? Good morning, sir. Not to give the change and the leftovers, but give them all of, most of my energy. <laughs> you know, like my investment should be at home first, and then everybody else should get get what's left. You know, um, of course you do your hundred percent on your job and everything, but your home is is super important. Sometimes you gotta, you know, pull up, do the reset, you know, clock in the home. Like, boom, I'm ready. What's going on? Um, you know, and and the thing is, when my kids were younger, you know, the energy levels, boom, high. <laughs> so 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 for me, you know, I had the kids, daddy, <laughs> running. You know, they hug me, slide down to my legs, and then I'm I'm doing the leg walk. <laughs> they're looking forward to it. That's what they're waiting for. <laughs> you know, um, doing the leg walk, and and we miss out on moments because we're so we're too busy saving the world, but we're not protecting our family. You know, we're not investing into our family. I don't want to say protecting because I know most guys are like I'm protected. I'm there. Um, but investing back into our families, you know, because that that's that's our real legacy. That's our future. Um, I I would rather my my kids tell say how great I was than anybody else. My wife to say, you know, when I'm gone, when I'm gone, it's like yo, that was a solid dude. I love him. He did great things for us, you know, not just the world, you know, but for us. Um, because that's where your legacy lies. I, I think, you know, we got, there's, there's a time we just got so caught up in the financial legacy. I believe in an emotional legacy um, where you're leaving your children with something that they can build upon relationships. Because honestly, wealth is built upon relationships. And if your children don't know how to handle that, yeah, they may earn, but they're going to burn a lot of people in the, in the process. Whereas if they know how to build healthy relationships, you know, they would never have to worry about money, you know, because understanding connection, you know, like sometimes money has no value when it when it comes to certain situations, when emergencies happen, and bad things happen. You know, when if Okini has the scarcity of resources, you know, a stranger is not going to get no matter how much money they got. But if someone he knows or loves comes to him, he's more likely to share. Even without money, you know, because relationships matter. Relationships matter. Um, so, again, we appreciate you guys for rocking. This brother's a legacy. Just quick reset. We're talking about do men struggle with being emotionally available? Do men struggle with being emotionally available? I won't say a complete like yes. Um, I think sometimes we just struggle struggle with compartmentalizing and moments when you know our families are looking for an emotional investment and we've already invested in other places you know and we're not we're not giving where we should into our households um and like i said i've been guilty of all this uh was it i'm not just the president i'm also a client um and it's it's key that um <laughs> so yes <laughs> you know what <laughs> will it yeah. overall impactful legacy wealth emotionally physically spiritually uh, 
But this, but honestly, like like going back to Sam's comment, we are reacting based on our perspective. Um, like you said, are men really not available, or do they just respond like men from a different perspective? You know, and I think women, you know, respond from their perspective. Um, so it's it's definitely key that we are trying to be as empathetic and sympathetic as possible um, so we're not trying to make this emotional decisions for you guys in haste um, whereas we just take our time listen and sometimes like you know my wife sometimes just needs to vent I just need to get it out today's the day I just need to get it out because you know there was a time like um, I think she started venting about something and and I felt like I was like, oh man, you're so you're so negative. But then I realized it's just stuff that's bothering her, and it, and she just needed a sounding board, you know. Hey, good morning, V. Um, she just needed a sounding board to to get out what she was dealing with, you know. She's got to say it out loud, you know. She don't need any advice. <laughs> she don't need any help. She just frustrated with the situation, frustrated with what's going on, and this is kind of like her process. Um. I do it a little bit. Um, I, I I I try to share, especially because she see my face like it's all on your face, you know. Um, you know, I know this thing is bothering you because we had situations like I know this thing is bothering you, and and it's like I I would feel like admitting that it's bothering me is like I think what would I say letting something take residence in your mind that you should be letting go. So it's like, I need to just let it go. Talking about it, it's not letting it go. <laughs> but I had to realize, saying it out loud, speaking about it, and just, just talking about the frustration of it um, is a way of getting it through Getting through it. Uh, Okina says, could be old school thoughts as well. Men are just used to working abroad and physically, never really emotionally. Back then, <laughs> that worked. I don't really think it worked back then. <laughs> And that's a whole nother conversation. You know, like, the way things used to be, yeah, yeah, they weren't as good. It's just everybody did it. It seemed like it was normal. You know, the, what's happening in this house stays in this house. Realize 15, 20 years later, all the abuse and, and molestations and all the things that happened in households that nobody talked about. And now we have a bunch of broken, a broken generation of folks that have been... Uh, sexually molested and things of that nature um, so the, you know what I'm saying like so the emotional detachment and it's because it's crazy because I hear you okay because you know grew up in that same like you in that same time where you know that wasn't really an emotional dude you know we had a few talks but never nothing deep emotion I never felt open to really discuss it um, and, and I always say you know parents did what they knew you know how they grew up um, and, and nothing really shifted because it's like, just like many things, you feel like it works. <laughs> so, um, I think, uh, but I would see TV, you know, and I think it was like a, it was almost like a, a propaganda thing that was trying to shift how we looked at families. And then there were some families, I guess, that were really like that. But, you know, you've seen like the, the Cosby show and you've seen like um, Family Matters, you know. Where Carl would sit down on the couch and talk to his son and talk to the daughter and have 
emotional conversations of hurt and stuff going through and things of that nature. Um, and, and then the other, like the older white shows, I can't, I can't even remember the. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the one with my man just coming out and trip over the ottoman, but <laughs> anyone remember that one? Um, and and so you grew up watching shows that you see men being emotionally available. You know, whether they were were like that in real life, but on the show, this is what we see. Um, and I think. That is the the moment that I you know I watch and I realize that's what I wanted to bring into my household, trying to be more emotionally available, um, but without a physical blueprint, it's kind of like figuring that out on my own in a sense. Like, all right, being there, you know, from the moment I had my son, um, you know, coming home and 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 getting the energy to to be with him, you know. Uh, like my wife would tell you know the story they used to come home and like the family be over, I grab my son, we go in the room and we have our time. You know. But just uh, purposely being available, being there, you know, through all the teaching moments, uh, from the crawl to the walk to the first words, you know, being there. Um and, and trying to, to listen if you know, the little baby problems, you know, anything going on, what hurts, you know, um and just trying to, to, to be more emotionally available when I realized um, there you go there you go be the Dick Van Dyke show right <laughs> that was it that was it oh. <laughs> um, and then there was a Daddy's Knows Best I think that was a show too correct me if I was wrong um, and you know just being uh, emotionally available being there um, and some of the Next level stuff is, you know, had the baby moments, had the toddler moments, but it's where they at now. <laughs> it's just trying to get good with that, you know, because it's easy, the baby, the toddler, because they tell you what hurts, what's going on, and they'll talk your ear off, even if, even if they're not saying much. <laughs> you know, like, my daughter's with has always had like a thousand questions, like a thousand. And I would say, all right, you got 10 questions a day, you know? Um, and it's, that was the part moving into like, what do they call it? I guess like teenage, teenage years, adolescence. I get, I don't know if that's, that's the, the proper place. Like somewhere between toddler and teenage, you know, just that growing up, being available. Um, and learn to be available now as they roll it into the teenage years. Um, just being able to listen and, and hear where they're coming from and not sit on their mistakes, you know. Um, and, you know, like my son going through a little something, but it's just like just hearing him out when it comes to certain situations and things like that. So I, I think just that's, you know, part of just the, as the dad, as a dad, just being emotionally available for that at this phase at this stage not that you're trying to fix everything but i'm just trying to listen trying to be there uh trying to be a a relief in their crazy adolescent teenage world you know because like i said excuse me the big things that can crush their world or uh keep them from uh <laughs> from growing that can 
ruin future relationships, just trying to make sure that they, they come out of this house whole and then them knowing how to deal with issues that can kind of chip away at their wholeness, if that makes sense. Um, and being there as they're going into their 20s and 25s and 30s and being there so that when things happen, it doesn't chip away from their wholeness. They get a, they get a revelation. They get some wisdom. They learn something. Um, but they don't get stuck. You know, not to get stuck in a space uh, where they can't uh, grow and move forward. You know, that they can't find the right person that, that fits who they are because they're so, like I said, they got the wall up. And even with friendships, you know, you go through the ups and downs and the, the rebounds and, you know, you get to the point, you know, it's like get older and just, boom, just cutting everybody off. Boom, 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 boom. But as you get older, you realize you need folk. You need people around you. You need, you know, to have that connectivity um, to help you grow. You know, if, if you ever like study most successful people, they're not doing it by themselves. They might be the name up front, but there are people behind them that are helping them grow, helping them become better, helping them do more. Um, so it just takes us being emotionally available, you know, being a real friend. And what I mean by that is just being a listening ear, being there. Uh, emotionally when you know when they're struggling um, and like I said just first your first uh, ministry is investing back into your household and then saving the world um, and I definitely want to push that upon everybody no matter what you're doing what career whatever your focus is make sure your family's good first not just financially but emotionally you know make sure they're not tapped out you know that's why you got kids that are sometimes just angry or you know, sad, or upset, or withdrawn, um, because they've lacked that emotional availability, or just very clingy, because they may have uh, lacked that emotional availability, and they're just trying to get every drop of, of love that they they can get. Um, so make sure we are there. Make sure we are are as men leading the pack, you know, um, and then offering a hug outside of. Uh, the house as far as the like kids and things like that, that that kids may need and things of that nature, you know, being a, a real, you know, like like our, our motto, we don't stand out, we stand up. Um, so we just standing up for our community, being there, being available um, emotionally. All right. Um, again, so I appreciate you guys for rocking and hanging with us. Another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. I am your man, Mr. A.D. Walker, the pusher, the grower, the motivator. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Listen, thank you guys for hanging. Just me, the brother. Uh, make sure you share. Make sure you share. If you're on YouTube, thank you, Mama Core. I appreciate it. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up, look just like this, <laughs> and hitting that subscribe button. And if you're not subscribed, if you're not on YouTube, Go there real quick to the Brothers of Legacy. You'll see the little symbol. Click on it. Subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. Um, I'm, I almost want to push everybody over there just to get all my views in one space. But I know Facebook Facebook matters. <laughs> I appreciate it, Lisa. Thank you so much. Oh, as well as make sure you are uh, 
joining our text community. Text LWN to 84576. Text LWN to 84576. Never miss a broadcast. Always know what the Brothers of the Legacy are doing, as well as Purpose for Forever, the Sister Legacy. Um, it's our Legacy Walker Network. And never miss out. Um, and I think that's it. So listen, I need you guys to continue to stay safe. I know, I don't know, it seems like the mask mandate is, is kind of wavering off. I know Beijing had locked down, so we don't know what's going on. I don't know what Fauci said recently. <laughs> so all I know is I'm probably be one of those dudes, the last one with the mask on, with nobody got a mask. Just cuz. <laughs> just cuz. Um, so continue to stay safe. Do the right thing. Um, know that we love you, God loves you more. And as I, I close with my, my AD Walkerness, uh, know that purpose is in you, greatness is before you, destiny is waiting. All right, we'll see you tonight at 8 o'clock. As always, we love you. Uh, know that God loves you more. Stay safe. Thank you.